0: Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of The Chris and Will Show. You know that I am Chris by now, you should know that, and you should know
1: that William is William. Say this hi is William. William. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, um, hi everybody. This is William.
0: <laughs> so welcome back to another episode. This is part two to the same Instagram live, Brokenness and Repentance. Continuing from last episode, and you know that Tamoy is in this life. So, we hope that you enjoyed the last one and you're edified, and think as we said in the last one. And we hope that you will enjoy and be edified by the rest, which is in this part.
1: So, here you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I,
2: well, to I, I guess
1: I can't talk about verse seven. All right.
2: You can go and okay. I'll do after.
1: Okay. So, pretty much. Hyssop is a cleaning agent, right? So he says, purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. And that has to do with all the dirtiness of sin, you know? And you have garments and it's fully um, tucked in dirt. But then God can come and then clean it so thoroughly that it will be white as snow, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, Hyssop is the cleaning agent and stuff, and that shows you how God can cleanse us of our sins. You know, you have in 1 John 1, verse 9, we confess our sins, then his faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of our unrighteousness, right? So, not only does God forgive us. Forgive, but he cleanses us of our sins Amen. and our unrighteousness. And um that's and that's what we should expect from repentance. Being cleansed and you know, freed from those bandages of sin and stuff. So Amen. yeah, that's another important part of it. So you guys can
2: Amen.
1: yeah, let me I, Amen. I,
2: said I wanted to go after him.
0: Well i already I already started so I'm just going to continue.
2: Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, hyssop is a, a ceremonial cleansing uh thing. So basically in the old covenant and old testament days, what they would do, they would apply hyssop to, to clean things. Like when they're doing the Passover, the hyssop was applied to the to the blood of the lamb in order to to clean the the sacrifice to make it actually clean because it's the sacrificial animal so that was done as a ceremonial thing. it was also used to to sprinkle the priest purifying water and all that stuff but um here now throughout all sound sounds is i hope we we notice this but um, from verse 1, he said, Dot out my transgressions. Verse 2, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Then verse 7, he said, purge me, purge me, peace upon us shall be clean. Like, throughout all of this, notice that David did not, um, hint or imply that he would clean himself before coming to God. And I, I, we like, a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people that I did that before, um, I came to God because I didn't want to come yeah. with others or something like I was. Able, I remember, like my baptism, that was put off so many times because I didn't feel ready. But yeah, basically throughout all of this, David is saying, "I cannot clean myself, and I know that so God, you please blot out my transgression, you please wash me from my iniquity, you please cleanse me from my sin, you please purge me, peace up and I shall be clean." Because he understood that, in in and of himself, he can't do anything about the sin. Because left himself, he would just keep sinning. And realized it took him over here to be broken to this level over a sin. So he could live with his sin just there and just continue living life. So he had to ask God to blot out his and washing curries and cleansing and purge him with hyssop. The Next thing now, up is a ceremonial cleansing for the purpose of God. So he was asking God to clean me so I can be of good use to you. Not just clean me so I can feel clean. Clean me, so I can actually help you. Or I can actually be of service to you. I can actually be a servant of you. So please clean me, Lord, so I can serve you, um, in a holy, clean manner. And then the word purge is a very dramatic word again. It literally means deep, so unseen me, deeping me, make me like I never seen before. Just clean me, Lord, to that level, because. I want to be clean. I am horrified and I hate this sin that indoors me and this sin that I commit so freely. Cleaning and then the washman I shall be waiting. That goes back to Isaiah. I know Isaiah 1. Isaiah 1. 18
2: to 19. Yeah, that.
0: So now I can have it already. You want to read it?
2: If I have it already, no, but I, I think I knew like part of it from my head enough. Come now, let us read it together. Though your things are as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. They though they are red like crimson, I shall make them as wool.
0: Yeah.
2: If you are willing and it continues from there. Yeah. Something <laughs> about healing the land.
0: Yeah. So the word come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your things are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse rebel, you shall be devoured by the Spirit for the mouth of God has spoken. But yeah, it goes back to that. Wash man and said So though, though the stain of sin is so great, when God cleans us, it's as if there was no sin there before. My teacher, mm-hmm. um, grade 8 or 7 science class, my teacher was uh, talking. You know, all in Jamaica, we have like duchy pots. I know how those get black. So you talking one day yeah. um he used to wash them and he could not take out the blackness. And he go to school one day, his grandmother did come come visit, him go to school one day and then come back and the pot was perfectly shiny and clean and him ask asking mother say, hey mommy you did buy a new pot. But God, so that's what he's like like no matter how much it, there is, when God cleans that if there was nothing there before his like a brand new. Do you um 2 Corinthians 517 Let me flip to it? I'm turning my Bible pages so I guess it's it. Oh my god. Um Second Corinthians five verse seventeen. Therefore if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed. Yeah, yeah. Behold, all things have become new. When God cleans us, when God blots out our transgression, when he washes us thoroughly from our iniquity, when he cleanses us from our sin, and when he purges us with up, and he washes us and we are white and snow, it's as if we're new. You know how white snow is snow is very white. So white and snow, <laughs> <laughs> snow is very white. White and snow is like brand new. And that's what that's what being cleansed by God is. That's what the verse says. When you're in Christ, you're a new creation. It's not like God just wash you off. It's not like you get a use car and just wash it off and put it back on the road. It's a brand, brand new thing. Brand new brand new Christmas, Christmas, yeah.
2: Christmas, yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. That's my piece.
2: Amen. But yes, um, mm-hmm. I also wanted to add to the use of hissop, I found it, like really interesting that they also use hissop on people after they were, um, after they had like a, an illness that they consider like defilement. So you know, when someone was leper, after they would be healed from it, like there would be some divine healing from God. God would heal them. They would wash them with hissop constantly to ensure that they wouldn't be um defiled again to ensure that the leprosy would not come back. And I just found it just really fascinating the fact that he's telling God, "Purge me with it up, that he knows that we all know that we're eventually going to sin against God, even after we truly repent. But here David is saying to God, God, I know who I am. I was born in sin and iniquity and this is what I'm inevitably going to do. But I know that you have the power to restore me and to strengthen me so that I will not sin against you even afterwards. Even, night, even though it might happen, you are still going to be able to use me for your good because you have cleansed me and purified me. Oh, really, I'm left. Drop out. He'll probably be back too.
1: Yeah.
2: But yes, um, drop out. <laughs> yeah. But yes, um, just in saying that God will purge him with his heart, just using that alone to understand how pure it is that God is about to just cleanse him or how he's asking God to cleanse him. And then, you, you guys were talking about the Dutch part, and um, William was talking about the dirty things, and I had mentioned before about um, Lady Macbeth, it's like a play, or like a story that Shakespeare wrote, and in Lady Mac- Macbeth um, in, no the play's, the play's name is Macbeth the character in it is Lady Macbeth, and she basically killed the king, which was her husband, but he was an the king, I'm not saying it was an excuse for him, for her to kill him, by the way, yeah um so she killed him and one night she was hallucinating and she was walking around the castle and because she was hallucinating she was seeing all the blood that was just all over her body all over her clothes whatever and then she went in the washroom to go and try to scrub it out now remember this was a castle they were royalty which meant they had the best of the best things So if the regular citizens' chemicals couldn't clean their clothes properly the kings them had the strongest one clean it and so she was using it and nothing could get the blood out of the clothes or off of her body and she had cried out basically not necessarily to god but she had just cried out because of how awful she recognized she began to recognize what she did and how awful it was and the fact that she was so now stained and dirty and nothing can clean her and that's just like us because we can't clean ourselves we can try hard Mm -hmm. and we can go and seek all other forms of help. we can try to do good things to overcompensate for our sins or try to say okay I mean, now I'm not going to do this two weeks because that is enough and then continue on but it's never going to truly cleanse us from our sin like God can cleanse us. It's never going to mm. it. it's never going to blot it out, it's never going to just wipe it clean just as God can restore and wash us deep.
1: Um, I'd like to add on that as well because um. I remember I was watching this, not watching this sermon, I was at church. I was at church and the pastor was saying that um, we deny Christ by saying, oh, we're not ready or give me a little time, you know, because there's no such thing as neutrality when it comes to Christ. uh, It's either you're with him or against him, you know. And it's a great offense to God when you say, oh, I need to get clean before I do this because he's the one who cleanses us and makes us righteous. So when we take it into our own hands, which we can, it's really an offense to God. And then that sin in itself, you know?
2: Yeah. So
1: we should understand that because we are dirty, we need somebody to clean us. It's just like our baby cannot change their own diaper, you know? You have to have somebody to clean up the baby and wash them and put baby powder you know so yeah it's, just, it's the same thing with God he's one who cleanses us so we greatly amen. offend God when we say oh yeah I need to clean up myself or we're going against him you know so yeah
2: alright amen verse 8 moving on to the next one mm-hmm. verse 8 we just the verse 8 no, we, we never do verse 8 never mind Yeah. sorry yeah yeah sorry I yeah verse 8 Victorian
0: gladness that the bones, you have broken, kind of my joy. from my sins and got out all my iniquities. Yeah, yeah let, me, let me talk about it. So, uh that the bone is broken, my So, David was so crushed with his his knowledge of his sin and his understanding of his sin before God, and the, how just great his sin is in the eyes of God, that he felt as if his bones were broken, and he just felt so. Sold us horrible and grieved and mourning and uh, that the bones you are broken, Mary God. I he say that God broke the bones. He didn't just get up and say, Yo, you know, I feel bad about this. I shouldn't have done this. Like, left to ourselves, Augustine, I believe, said, so He said, um, Left to myself, what am I but a guide to my own destruction? Left to ourselves, mm. we, we would never, never decide that sin is bad and God is good. And left to ourselves, we would never get the point. Say, hey, no, let me go follow Christ. Because that's just not how we are. We want sin, we love sin, and we hate God. And unless God works in our heart, we will continue to hate Him. But yeah, um, that the you are broken right So God, God through the Holy Spirit, um, indwelling, well, not indwelling, but God through the Holy Spirit, working in David's heart and in his life, and in Nathan, the prophet that came to David, He revealed to David how... How heavy the sin was, and how he was walking around with this for the whole year, and just how how it was weighing him down. And how he, I know the Holy Spirit just broke him Um, not like actually like taking him and just snapping him on (laughs) a (laughs) tooth, broke him in the term of his emotion, his soul, and he just felt sorrow. And it was godly sorrow leading to repentance. And this whole psalm that is a prayer of repentance. And then verse nine, he says, "But up my name is again. That's like the what the five, the fifth or the sixth time so said for clean up anything. But that just shows how serious David took it. my asked God to dot it out like fifteen times in that one. Not so much. But like so many times in this what nineteen verses. And then hide the face from a sin. He understood like how it looked and how God views sin. He's saying, God please don't look at it because I know it's horribly in your sight and it's offensive, so please don't look at it. And block it. Out. Just clean it completely. You forget it, cast it into the ocean. But just, just, just block it. Out, please, yeah.
2: Amen. Amen. I will let want to go ahead and add. Yes. No.
1: Okay. Um, this can all go back to the Beatitudes in Matthew five: Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Right. And um mourning over sin. We've we've seen mourning over sin in this already and how when you mourn over sin it's like somebody died, you know. So we know that people will be comforted when they mourn over sin. Genuinely I have the godly sorrow. Please to repentance, you know? And in that um comfort God will help us to overcome sin, you know, and just build us up to where we see the scene and we're so discussing on like how can I do this against God, you know, and you move on from it. So that's my little piece that I wanted to add.
2: Yeah. And then as well, um just adding as well to the part that says to the spirit that speaks of the bones, you have broken me, rejoice. Just just I was talking Just always remember that it's not you who ever gets up and decides to go do anything the Holy Spirit will reveal yourself, your true self to you. And because of that, you'll begin to feel sorrow over how you truly are. You don't mm. ever see yourself, like Christian said, you're not going to get up and tell yourself that what you're doing is wrong or how you're living your life is wrong. That that no make no sense because if you love yourself and you love what you do, then you're not going to tell yourself to stop. And so the Holy Spirit is the one who actually is going to come to you and let you know that, listen, this is you. Look at yourself. You're going to see yourself in a mirror and you're going to realize all your wrongs. And then from that, you make the choice to repent because the Holy Spirit isn't going to force you to repent. God isn't going to say, I'm going to repent now. I'm not going to kill you. No. He's going to show you your sins, show you who you are. And then from that, you make the choice to repent and to turn to God.
1: Amen. And another Um, thing about that being broken, So God is the one who breaks us and um, there's also the Bible verse in one of the Gospels I can't remember if it's Matthew or one of the Gospels okay in the Gospels where Jesus was saying it's either you get broken or you're completely crushed and put into powder right and we prefer to be crushed so that we can be molded once again by God that instead of being smashed into powder you know so that's another thing about being broken yeah
0: add, Um david's brokenness came out of hands so paul washer uses this analogy like um i know, I know. it's not cool from that, battery. anyways so paul washer did this this quote um he said are they just like on the blackness of the sky you can see the stars so on the the blackness of our scene we can see the of the after that like the blackness as a canvas when the grace of God is on, that you see that right because it's there now, and you can see it as like a light in all the darkness. That's how David was in, because, like, he was revealed to the true, true, true heaviness of his sin. He understood how great his sin was. That's why he felt broken because he understood how great his sin was in the eyes of a holy God. And then, on all that blackness of all his sin, saw the mercy of God and that um that's broken and that's why he said make me your joy and gladness that the bones you have broken your so after all this brokenness Lord I know that you you um you are the one breaking me and working me so that I can come back to you through all this I want make me your joy and gladness that the bones are broken rejoice. So through all this I and mean, come back to you and experience the joy of your salvation that's further down in the in the chapter.
2: Yeah. Amen. 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 Next verse is
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: verse 10 to, to 11. If you want to go and put in your food? Um, I can put it in, you
0: know. I just can't bother
2: because I can um, oh. I can't put it up when it's putting. So guys, when is over cutoff time? When would you guys want over cutoff time? to be 7, 6.45? Yeah,
1: 7, then you know, we could seven. continue next okay. week. Okay. Christian is upside down yeah Okay. I'm, right
0: trying, now. I'm trying things to get my food <laughs> to charge while I talk
1: okay, okay, stay okay. just put it sideways, I'm yeah. done yeah mm-hmm. okay <laughs> Was <that the> next <laughs> verse?
0: yeah verse 20 to 11 creating me a clean heart, oh God, and in your steadfast spirit within me, do not cast me away from your presence mm. and do not take your Holy Spirit
1: from me that's Boy, let me just say something about that. Mm-hmm. You know how many times they rinse it in schools in Jamaica? Right. So they just oh don't, don't have any means. Exactly, because
2: I didn't even know it was a Psalm. Right. Like I, it, I didn't know it was a Psalm until I actually read through it, and I realized this is a Psalm, yeah. and this is God's word. Because they sing, we just sing it. I would just sing it. And we just create creative We don't care. Yeah. We yeah. don't care. Until we genuinely see that oh this has meaning like this is what we're supposed to be asking God to do every day, just make us pure, creating us actually in heart
1: yeah and um like in cultures where that are religious, it takes it, um, it takes different things so like the Christian countries that are Christian countries normally take these things for granted and I'll take Jamaica as an example because that is where I'm from and that is where I was raised. You have the Lord's Prayer. You're just reciting that without me of the twenty third psalm. Mm-hmm. And you do that. And then you have this the song Creating Me a Clean Heart, which is based on um Psalm fifty one verse verses ten and eleven, yeah. right? Yeah. So we really have to get to a place where we we consider such things as sacred and just don't take them for granted. And um, okay. we should consider our life as sacred and just live fully for the glory of God instead of just saying things and not understanding the true meaning of it. And that's where okay. a lot of schools go wrong in doing devotion because they may as well just not have devotion at all if you're going to take it for granted like that. But mm-hmm. really and truly... With having devotion, it should be a sincere and sacred effort to glorify God mm-hmm. and truly understand the meaning of these deep, deep things, yeah. though they seem so simple, you know?
2: Yeah. yeah. Amen. Yeah,
1: let me talk about
0: Um, creating me a clean heart. That is connected to Ezekiel 36, verse 26. God um, like was saying, uh, for, well, 24 to uh, 24, let me just start it. I'll take you from among the nations, gather you out of all countries, and bring you into your own land. Then I'll spring clean water on you, and you shall be clean. I'll cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. I'll give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I'll take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a a heart of flesh. I'll put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will keep my judgments and do them. So Ezekiel 36, verse 26 and 27, um, new heart and new spirit, then Psalm 51, verse 10, creating me a clean heart and renew a steadfast spirit within me, so you can see how those connect, so now um, mm-hmm. this is David now saying, "Say so yeah clean me, but like the the way I feel about this thing I don't think like just cleaning me enough, I think I, I need a whole new heart, because if you clean me and it's the same heart to have I'm just going to go get dirty again you can take a pig mm. out of the mud, but the pig will go back in the mud and get the chance. You can take the pig and wash him off and all that, but I can get the chance right back in the mud. So you can't just say mm-hmm. you can't just clean me and then it done. not so I I need a whole new heart, a whole new set of desires, so that I don't go back and go get dirty again. Um. And then yeah, that's what connects to the Ezekiel thirty-six. Cause that's what I that was talking about. So, um. Spirit with, I'll put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you keep my judgment and do them. If we don't have the Holy Spirit, we can't obey God. That's just how it is because we hate God. I've said that before. We hate God apart from God, so we need God to love God, right? And do not cast, do not cast me away from your presence. That's so deep. It's like, um, earlier before he said it, um, that you may be found just when you speak and blame it when you judge. If you cast me away from your presence, you completely have the right to do that. But please, God, don't do that. Because if you send me to hell, you you, you are right in doing that. You are you will be blameless blame when you judge. So please, God, do not cast me away from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. So please, God, I know that I don't deserve to have your Holy Spirit. I don't deserve to be in this position that you put me in. I don't deserve any of this, but God, please, 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 don't take it from me.
2: Yeah,
1: go mm-hmm. yeah, Um, yeah, going back to the point about the pick and the slap and having to be created new, that's where the whole being born again comes in, and regeneration of the heart from a heart of stone to a heart of flesh, and that's really the process of people becoming a believer. You know, God changes their heart, God influences them and says all right boom new heart you're going to hate sin now and then all of a sudden you start hating certain things that you're doing you can't really be in certain company anymore because of um being influenced bad badly Mm. Mm. english anyways yeah you're in a you're in bad company and you're being influenced negatively right and um it just can't take it, right? And you can go back to the pig and the pig analogy. A pig likes filth. He's going to eat the filth and all that stuff, right? So, if you take that pig and turn it into a man, this is the um analogy from Charles Spurgeon, right? If you take that pig and magically change it into a man, right? If the man will be eating the filth and then you realize what he's doing and then you blah, vomit it up and then he'll see a nice. Dish of curry chicken with some white rice and say, Ah, this is better, you know. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you have to really be changed, you know.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna kick him off again.
0: Well, i we need to reboot the internet because,
2: yeah. yeah, maybe that's what he needs. I have a code yeah, right here, so, so
0: I'm going to read it in the meanwhile. Um, this virgin named Horn, okay, yeah. The soul that is truly penitent, there is nothing but the thought of being rejected from the presence and deserted by the Spirit of God. This is the most deplorable mm. and irremediable irre- 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 effect of sin. But it is one that, in general, perhaps is the least considered and regarded of all others. Amen.
2: You know? William, you want to continue what you were saying? <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, a lot of people struggle with um the fact of being born again because they have these different desires and they say oh I want to be free and sinless and like they're stuck in a cycle but I think that a lot of Christians who are born again when they like they just get saved they are in a cycle and sometimes it goes on for a while but the main thing is that they have the feeling of conviction and they want God to change them they're continually seeking after that you know and um that's what people understand and once you understand that then you can mm. say okay yes since i'm in this process let me just go to him fully and and you know confess to him how i'm feeling because if you tell god how you feel he's going to um help you you know and he will show you in his mm. word what needs to be done and he will change your heart right so a lot of people do have difficulty and feel like, oh, yeah, they're not really saved and all that stuff. But if you are really thinking about it that way, then that can show you, say, okay, yes, I am born again. And God can help me to get to a better place. You know, yeah.
2: Amen. As well, just adding on to that, I love just the the fact that David is literally asking God to create in him a clean heart. And renew His Spirit. But then it also reminded me of just be holy as I am holy. God, God is basically calling us to walk in His holiness. And then just to think of it, in order for us to continue walking in the holiness of God, we have to ensure that we are preventing ourselves from being defiled. Because the Holy Spirit of God cannot reside in a temple that is defiled with sin. Because God knows no sin, so you can't stay there when you're constantly, willingly sinning. So with that, I think just David is basically literally saying to God, create in me a clean heart. Make me new so that you can live in me and I can live for you. And that's what we should be asking God as well. Every single day, we are supposed to just acknowledge that when we're asking God to renew us and restore us, it's not just so we can get up and be free from guilt and go and run to sin again. It's so that we can genuinely turn to him and say, okay, God, I am clean. You have cleansed me. Come and live in me and let me live for you. Let me do everything for your glory. Everything to your holiness and to your honor because you have cleansed me. Because this is what you saved me from.
1: Amen. Amen.
2: Yeah, so we're moving on to 12 and
1: 13. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and read it.
2: Are you paying me? Um, Verse twelve to thirteen reads: the "Restore is to so. <laughs> me, restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners shall be converted to you."
0: Okay, I'm going to talk. About okay, just <laughs> 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 All right, so so this is the part now where David um. After all they please forgive me. please. Forgive me. I realize he started with all that. So after all that, now, he's talking about now what he will do when he, or since he's now forgiven. So he says, restore to me the joy of your salvation. So you, you broke me earlier, and I was saying that I wanted to hear joy and sadness. So please, that restore to me the joy of your salvation. Your salvation is not mine. I'd never saved myself. You saved me. So it is your salvation. And then oppose hey, my the general straight. So this right here, verse 12, that encompasses and consists of both um justification or salvation. Well both two aspects of salvation. So there are three, but this contains two justification and sanctification. Justification, um, your salvation, through to me the joy for salvation, and then uphold me by a generous spirit. That's the sanctification now. So I'm saved, so please now Lord, work in me and uphold me and keep me away from sin. Um, Psalms nineteen. I have it on a post-it note in my wall, but I want to find it in the Bible because I want to use the New King (laughs) James. Um, yeah, Psalms nineteen, verse twelve to fourteen. Who can understand his errors, cleanse me? And this is David again. Who can understand his errors, cleanse me from my from secret faults? Keep back his servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless, and I shall be innocent of great transgression. So, yeah, that's what he means by uphold me. Like, keep me away from all these things. Like, I committed adultery and murder today, or well, last year. But, Lord, I'm coming to you now. Please and beg me. Help me not to do that again. So, it's not about just repenting one time, and then you go back down the road later, go do it again, and then you come repent again. And you go back and do it, and okay. you come repent again. So, in his repentance, he's saying, Lord, uphold me by your generous spirit. So help me not to go back down that path because I don't want to go through all this again.
2: Yeah.
1: Amen. Amen. Uh, had, to... had, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So pretty much this also brings me back to the, the 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 when you just got saved and you're full of fire and you have that um vigor and that zeal for God, you know? And um I remember when I was saved and then I ended up going to camp and that's where I met Tamoy and then through Tamoy would I end up, at some stage, getting to meet Christian and, you know, that's the providence of God at work and I give thanks, you know, Um, praise (laughs) the Lord. So, (laughs) yes, the story to me of my, of your salvation, sorry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But you can't with God's word certain ways, you know, so yeah, but anyways yes it's totally me the joy of your salvation when you are saved, and God brings you out of the muck and the dirt, and then he brings you into the sweet fellowship with believers and all that wonderful stuff. you feel so much joy, right, and then you can't even go back to the verse that says he who um is forgiven much loves much, and you have a joy, a great joy where You see that lady in that same passage where she was crying and washing Jesus' feet with her tears and her hair, you know. And he, David here wants to get back to that place where he had joy. Imagine how he felt when God used him and um, enabled him to sorry, defeat Goliath. You know, that's that, that must have been a great feeling. So he wants to get back to that stage. And I'm sure a lot of people who are in sin want to get back to that stage. A lot of believers, you know? So yeah, it's important to understand that as well.
2: Amen. 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 And then as well with the fact that David said that he, afterwards he is going to go ahead and he transgresses your ways that is God's ways and sinners shall be converted to God share your testimony so many people are so um so many people are so possibly afraid for so many persons because they are displaced by the scene in which they used to um be trapped in where they fall victim of they shy away kind of from sharing their testimony but you never really know who it is that you can help to at least let them know listen god Save me from this, and he can save you from it as well. God cleansed me, he restored me, and he can restore you as well. Because mm-hmm. through you evangelizing and sharing the gospel, we always say that that is you sowing a seed. You might not see the fruit of it from like immediately after, but God will work on it, leave the rest to God, and just ensure that you are letting persons know listen, you don't have to go to people and say, Do you know what, Sam? Some 71, da-da-da-da and then you explain it to them. You don't have to go to people and explain one holy, biblical term. Go to people and share your testimony. Because when people hear where you were and where God brought you from to where you are now, they are going to feel moved enough where the Holy Spirit can reveal himself to that person. Tell them to say, oh wow, you are just like how I am right now. And you were restored. You got saved. You have joy in Christ. I want that to I want that fulfillment, I want that satisfaction, that love, that yearning, that zeal for God, that some form of salvation, because we all know that we need a savior, which is why so many people look about every other place to find some form of spiritual belief that they think can fill them, or that they think they can go ahead and worship, because we all worship something. And because Mm of that, persons look to. All these other gods, all these other beliefs and whatnot, and they they worship and they idolize them and they look to those, but they never truly feel them. That's why them have so many. They never truly feel the void. This is why you need to share your testimony. Let people know it's not that right. It's not none of those makeshift gods. Them did be the, the God, the God of all gods, the King of all kings. He saved me, and He can save you.
0: Amen. And let me look at it. Mm. so this guy named Willem Van who we won't pronounce that. He says the psalmist who prayed restore to me also prays that he may be instrumental in restoring sinners to the ways of the Lord. So same verse 13 you know, and I teach translator sinners be converted to you. As believers, yeah. there should be some desire in us to get others saved as well. Charles Spurgeon yeah. says, Have you no wish for others to be saved? Then you are not saved yourself, be sure of that. As a believer, there is a desire to get other people saved. Um, even if you, you don't like want to, you are commanded to. The great commission is to go out and preach the gospel to all creatures, all nations, all that. So, even if you don't feel like you want to go tell your, your little friend down the road about Jesus, you're commanded to by Jesus. Um, so yeah, uh. As believers, and when you are forgiven, there is such a joy in that that you want others to be forgiven as well, to experience what you're experiencing. So that's why David, now after all this, he's saying after you restore to me the joy, after you wash my sin, after you create me the clean heart, I'll teach out your ways and sinners will be converted to you. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't remember what pastor has said. It's like you have the cure for cancer and you don't care it. Yeah. And you know that a lot of people are dying of cancer. Yeah. That you have, you can go out and let people know that, listen, after this, you don't have to be condemned. You don't have yeah. to go in eternal, um, <laughs> eternal condemnation. You don't have to be in eternal damnation. You can have eternal life. You can have freedom in Christ. You can feel love, feel comforted, true love and true comfort. And you can look at that and you can let people know that, listen, this is God. And I'm showing you what God has taught me. I'm showing you the love that God has given me. Why would you not want other persons to be saved knowing that when you were in sin and worldliness, you know that you were just on a path of destruction now. So you're literally looking on persons live their life on that same path of destruction and not giving them the way to eternal life. Yeah. Not all of them are going to believe, you know, but at least letting them know because just like the Ezekiel as well says about the watchman, your duty is to go out and to share it to all the nations. You don't have a say in whether or not people actually listen and become saved, but as long as you are sharing, that is you doing your duty.
0: There's a quote, I don't remember Mm -hmm. who says that, I can't find it right now, but it's like, the height of selfishness and wickedness to be saved, yet not want to share the gospel with others. And it's that serious. Yeah. Because, like, Nabil Qureshi, in American gospel, We talked about whole he was a Muslim, and he had Christians in his class as a yeah. kid and whatever, and none of them came to him, and not even his, not as a kid, like, even growing up, he was Muslim or whatever, and he had all sorts of Christians in his life, and none of them came to share the gospel with him, and when he became a Christian, he realized that them not wanting to share the gospel with him is either they don't know what they believe, or they hate him and don't want him to come um to heaven with them. And that's how serious it is. If you know the gospel, you yourself are saved. It is selfish and wicked to not want others to be saved and to not want to share the gospel so others can be saved. Because you know that outside of Christ the only <laughs> the destination is hell. And you keep Amen. you keep that um that you turn away from them. Because you turn from hell, um, hell, carry on heaven. Yeah. You hear that you turn away from them. That is selfish and wicked and evil. Mm-hmm. Oh.
2: Amen. Amen. Moving on to the other verses. hmm uh,
0: Here are we. 14, 14
2: and 15. Oh,
0: mm. well, yeah. Yeah. I deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, the God of my salvation. And my tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall show for your praise. Yeah. So, guilt of bloodshed, he killed you right So, that's why he was saying, forgive me and um,
1: uh-huh.
0: uh, deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed. O God, the God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing out of your righteousness. Oh Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall show for your praise. So, realize that out of repentance, restoration, forgiveness, and all that comes joy and praise to God. So after all they please forgive me and clean me and all that, it comes to praising God. There's a quote by another. Person. I see a lot of quotes There's there a quote by another. Person. I don't remember. Who. He said, um, one, when a sinner is saved, he prays and cries out to God. Something like that. I don't remember who said it. But when we are forgiven and we know we're forgiven, we're saved and we have fellowship with God, it leads us to praying and praising God. That's why I know he said, "Um, my mm-hmm. tongue shall sing lot of righteousness. Oh Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall show forth your praise. Yeah.
2: Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. I love that. The fact that rejoicing comes even after, even after you feel that brokenness, even after you've seen your awfulness and you have received the forgiveness of God, that brings it rejoicing. Because now you can say, God, I thank you. You yes. really are Amen. the only one who is worthy of any praise or just the breath itself that I breathe. And I'm going to continue to praise you because you alone could ever save me. And you alone really deserve everything because you not only showed me how I am, but you gave me access to forgiveness, to be changed, to be new in your presence.
0: Amen. William, would I have to add anything? Amen. No. Oh, so no. Ah, uh, well, sixteen and seventeen. For so you do not desire mm-hmm. a sacrifice, or else I would give it. You do not delight in burnt offering. The sacrifice of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. These, O oh God, you will not
2: despise. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, this Go Go ahead. Fra- okay. <laughs> <Go ahead>. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. From that um uh, something there, the I is it a quote? that obedience is better than sacrifice, it's a scripture. I think it's a scripture. Yes, it's in, it's in it's first Samuel. It's a scripture in, yeah, it's a scripture. Um, obedience is better than sacrifice. And I love the fact that here, the way how David was basically letting God know, listen God, whatever you wanted, I would be able to give it to you. If you needed me to go and to kill a bird, I would have went and killed the bird and sacrificed the bird unto you. But that's not what you want. You don't just want me to go and perform a ritual. You don't just want me to get something and kill it and then not feel anything afterwards. You want me to genuinely be broken before you so that you can heal and restore me. You want my spirit. You want my heart. My heart that is broken and that you alone can fix. You want all it is that is within me so that you can make it new. He doesn't just want you to pick up your Bible and say, okay, I'm just sin. never read a couple of scripture. He doesn't just want you to say, all right, now go sing. Now go sing, creating me a clean heart. Or naga, listen to some gospel for overcoming the song. God wants you to genuinely feel it in your heart and give your heart to him. Give your heart, give your spirit to him. Say, God, I submit to you. Cleanse me as you will. Do as thou wilt with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I found the verse. It's First Samuel 15, verse 22. So Samuel said, as the Lord has great." Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than the fat of rams.
2: Amen. Well, Amen.
0: And this this also, this, oh, it points to Christ, in a sense, because he's saying, "Um, you do not, for you do not desire sacrifice, you do not delight in burnt offering or whatever. It points to Christ because, um, Further down in Hebrews, you see that uh, all of those sacrifices were just a temporary thing because only Jesus Christ could actually come and be the perfect sacrifice and the Lamb of God that takes over the sin of the world. So it it points okay. to Christ in a sense that He says that you do not desire sacrifice, whereas as I would give it, you do not desire in burnt offering, the sacrifice of God are broken spirit, are broken and contrite heart. These oh God you do not desire. So all those sacrifices and that most times that like, the people weren't actually repentant because the priests gonna offer the sacrifice on their behalf, the people would the people would be sinning while the priests are offered the sacrifice. All sorts of things.
2: <laughs>
0: all sorts of things. So it's mm-hmm. crazy. So um so David understood that like the sacrifice God is not what you want. They want the obedience in me and in the mm-hmm. others. And he said the sacrifice of God are broken spirit, are broken and a contract heart, these are God, you're not despise. Um, where's what, the verse? Psalms 35. Is it that I've got to heal the broken hearted and all that. Is it 35? I don't remember. Are 34? No, please not. God mm. is close to the broken hearted. Yeah. And that's the one you're looking for? Yeah. 34. Not...
2: Which one? Psalm
0: 34. It's
2: 34. Mm. Mm-hmm. 34
1: verse 18 The Lord is so, so broken hearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, the Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. So, um, God wants us to be broken over our sin. He wants us to feel that and come to Him at the, the end of the day. And that is exactly why we have a new heart because. The old heart and the old spirit are heart of stone. It does not feel these things, so it it doesn't care. Mm-hmm. But the heart of flesh now, um, in same as you can see, God gave us the heart of flesh so that we can, we can um listen to Him and feel His, his touch and His um movement and all of that. So the heart of flesh is in order for us to um understand God and to be closer to God. Because the heart of stone won't listen to God, and you know You just go hate God forever um, yeah. so a broken and mm. heart is the opposite of the heart or the stone heart
1: so yeah, yeah man. Um, I'd like to add on the obedience point and how um, obedience is the best way to show that you believe you know because faith without works is dead and people like to mix it up and then say oh yeah yeah because you um do good works, you're saved, but no, that's not how it works. Because you're saved, you do good works, you know, because you change yeah. and stuff, then it brings you to the point where you say, okay, yes, I'm going to serve God because he's done so much for me and he's changed me, you know, and then there Beyonce is saying it in the chat, the heart of flesh is sensitive to sin, right? So yeah. once you're sensitive to sin, you're going to want to avoid it more and more and more so. Yeah, obedience really is the best way to show that you believe and that's where they were um, going to go. That's where David was going to get to, you know, obedience. Amen. Yeah.
2: Amen. Amen. And then with the sacrifice thing as well, I, I think you was. hold on, let me see. Yeah, Bradley has said in the chat that the sacrifice doesn't make a stop sinning. because even many times in the Old Testament, they had given up so many sacrifices over and over again and they still continue after it. Mm-hmm. And so we can always say, all right, God, what do you want? You want me to give more offering? See that, give it. But it, then it's not going to cleanse us. The sacrifice is not going to purify us because the ultimate sacrifice was already given. So unless you are going to God for restoration and reconciliation, then there's really nothing that can ever cleanse you or to help you be like strong, have some form of victory over sin. Because we're never truly going to be completely free of it. We're just going to be sensitive enough to know that we're not going to fall into it any longer.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: Yeah. And then We um, have uh, so go ahead. The sacrifice' of God are a broken spirit, a broken contrite heart. These are God you'll not despise. A guy named Trap, he's a commentator on you know, whatever. He said, You will not despise What him. is his
2: name? Trap?
0: Yeah, T R A P P Trap. Wait, let me find him full name and tell you.
2: It's
0: okay, man. It's okay, <laughs> no. I was <laughs> his name is John Trapp. He was no, he was a a commentator and a puritan and all of them, sudden, way back in the day, dead a long time 1669. Yep. Dead, yeah. Old Bridget. anyways. He said, Um, the whole you will not despise, uh, sacrifice of a soccer got broken spirit, a broken contract. He took God, You will not despise. This is a great comfort to those that droop under a sense of sin and a fear of wrath, being at next door to despair. So yeah, this is comforting to, to a, a broken spirit and a contrary heart. Because they know that when I come to God, so when I come to God, it, it's humility. And when I come to God, broken, wanting to be restored by God, he will not turn me away. Jesus said it, so, um, whoever God gives to me, I will not cast out. We don't John. So, yeah, um, mm-hmm. whoever the Lord gives you me, know, by no means cast it. So, yeah, we'll come to God with that sense of humility and that broken spirit, that broken and contrite heart, wanting to be restored by God, forgiven by God, and helped and up, upheld and uh, renewed by God. He will not despise us and he will not cast us away because that's what he wants us to come to him. Right? So,
2: yeah.
0: Amen. Yeah, yeah, then move on now, I believe. These verses are in so so, the last two verses. Yeah. I guess we're going to finish in <laughs> yeah.
2: time. 18 to 19 reads, Do good in your good pleasure, to Zion. Oh, the computer turned off as I said. Do good in your good oh, wow. pleasure, to Zion. Build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you shall be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering, and the whole burnt offering. Then they shall offer both on your altar. Amen. Amen. So, yeah. so this Amen. is basically David... Saying, okay, Lord, I have repented to you truly and you have cleansed me. Now do as you will with the land. Because because of David's sin, the nation was under judgment. They were mm. under yeah. the hand of God in that they were doing all sorts of something, and they were really just feeling the consequences of David's sin. And so was he. And so now David is saying, Lord, you have restored me. You can restore the land. You can go out and do the, good, do the good that you want to with the land. You are now going to be pleased with the sacrifices because me, as the leader of the nation, I am now cleansed by you. So now you can look at the sacrifices of, of righteousness and the burnt offerings of the people and grant them to yourself and have them as a sweet-smelling aroma to you because you have cleansed me and restored me to that rightful position, even though I don't deserve it, but because of your grace and your mercies. So basically, David is saying, you have granted me such grace and I know that you can, and I'm asking you to do good and grant that same grace to the nation, for the nation, the people. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. let me just add on that. So, Mm -hmm. so, just like how Adam, as the representative of mankind, as the first man and all that, he fell, and then all of mankind fell. Similarly, David okay. as the king and the representative of his kingdom, when he fell in that position of king, not only he was affected, but also the kingdom which he was governing. So, in all of this now, Tom will just explain all that, basically. But yeah, in all of this now, David is realizing now that because of what I did, I am in this position and even using some of the power of this position. You know, I saw something on, I think, Auntie Alicia posted it. Um, it was something about... Uh, no, Jackie Hillper actually, but Anti Saripos. Something right. like, whatever. Jackie Prayer says um how when we're placed in a position by God, when sin comes, we end up using the power in that position and in our skills and talents in order to, to gratify our flesh whenever the sin comes. Mm-hmm. And that is so powerful because David in his power as king, that's how he killed Uriah. Realize he never took up a spear and stab him and kill him. He sent him out mm-hmm. with his power as king to go out into the field and he told one of the birds in yeah. them on the field "Um, you see when you go out on the field make sure Uriah go for front and all and just run when left him out there so he set up Uriah to die but he didn't go kill him himself so he used his power that God given power as king to come to to do his sin similarly uh, you can see that that is horrible really and you can see that sometimes when God gives us those, we can get carried away and use those very God-given things to do evil, mm-hmm. <laughs> Right? Amen. Um, but yeah, back to the first. When David Hold on, we have,
2: before you continue. Yeah. And we can also take the gifts that God gives us and find pride in them as well. Yeah. Like we use it to we're so proud of the fact that we can possibly teach, preach, or even sing, mm-hmm. or just evangelize and we find it and we dig up ourselves and we puff our own chest with it and we don't recognize that how are we we're literally using the gifts that God gave us yeah. to, to expand his kingdom and to glorify him and we're using it to glorify ourselves when really and truly we weren't even worthy of receiving gifts from God.
0: Amen. Mm. And you have like enough, like a lot of people, like they pray for a person one time and they get healed and oh, of all of a sudden them call themselves healers i'm like sir
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> <Mm-mm>. <laughs> okay. <Mm-mm>. Okay.
0: So, <laughs> i like we always not, well yeah we as humans were right, tempted a lot of times to use our god-given power god-given abilities god-given skills in order to come in because the very fact that but came over to his house his, as his poor as king you know because Depending on some translate, uh, translations of the Bible, they say that she was raped by him. So depending on the, some of the translations, he uses power as king to get her to come to his house. He never go sweet talk and to babes, you know, just fought forward. forward. You no, know, use power as king and say, hey, that girl there, tell her to come right now. And because he's king, <laughs> you better listen. So he uses power yeah. as king to get himself into that whole situation as officer. Oh, seek.
1: she was coerced.
0: Yeah. She would, well yeah. depends on translation, but some of translations put it like David Raper and as important making come up, she come over and yeah all of that. But yeah, David realized that in all of this that he did, his nation was now undergoing judgment as well as him, and his nation was also not running for it should have been run because of him in his sin. So like basically that whole year that he was unrepentant. His nation wasn't um, thriving as it should. So he came to God and said, Do good in your good pleasure to Zion, build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you shall be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, a burnt offering, a whole burnt offering. Then they shall offer bulls on your altar. Yeah.
2: Amen. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and
0: one more thing. <laughs> one more thing. Uh, the whole, you do not desire a sacrifice or as I was giving. You do not desire, you do not desire burnt offering. Sacrifice of a broken spirit or broken a contrite heart. So in 19, David says, Then you shall be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness burnt offering, a whole burnt offering, then they shall offer both on of your altar. That kind of implies that throughout the whole year they were offering sacrifices, but they were doing it in the unrepentant manner, seeing like that just just because we're supposed to do it and then does it as a ritual. So just because we're supposed to do it, we could do it. But the, the true meaning wasn't there. So David was saying Mm-hmm. then they shall be the sacrifice of righteousness. So he's going to get the nation back on track and get them um, back in uh, that repentance mm-hmm. form. And then right up in thirteen, he said it, then all these transgressors your ways and sinners will be converted to you. Yeah.
2: Amen. Amen. William, you want to go ahead and, and before we pray and lock off the dance?
1: <laughs> no. Okay. You guys All hard. right.
2: All right. Amen. Amen. And so that is basically the end of our life tonight on Psalm 61, the prayer of repentance and one of the Bible's models of repentance. Just always remember to walk and live a repentant life. To go first to God with a humble heart, a broken and a contrite heart, a broken spirit and he will find pleasure in your true repentance, regardless of your brokenness that will be revealed to you and how um, guilty or awful you will feel, that is what will bring forth the true repentance, just as Second Corinthians 7 verse 10 says, where Godly repentance brings forth. Godly sorrow Godly brings Godly forth true repentance. Re- repentance, and worldly sorrow produces yes. death. And so continue to live a repentant life and to go forth to God and allow him to, though he may break your bones, you will find grace and his mercy and his forgiveness will restore you and reconcile you and renew you so that you can sing praises unto him and to share your testimony with others and to walk in the holiness that God wills for us to walk in. Amen. Amen. We are going to go ahead and pray. Let us pray. And so, Lord, we thank you father for just another opportunity to be on this platform and to share and have fellowship with your people lord we thank you for each and every one of your children even if they were not on this live even if they don't even know us lord we thank you for them as away. father we thank you for above all things we thank you for you we thank you for your grace your mercies, God. we thank you for your holy spirit that is that that shows us who you really are father we thank you for your salvation father for we have not saved ourselves we thank you for the gift that you have granted us lord god Your never ending forgiveness love mercy father we are so grateful and lord we ask that you may help us to never take for granted what you have done for us because we are not deserving and you only did this because you loved us so much not because we deserved it not because we were ever worthy of it lord god but because of your love for us lord Father, we ask that we come before you, Lord, just going at your throat and just asking you, Lord, to purge us of all our iniquities, our transgressions, our unrighteousness, Lord God. That you may cleanse us and renew in us our right spirit, Lord God, a steadfast spirit, and a clean heart, Lord God, so that we may be able to be reconciled to you and to praise you, to be able to walk in the holiness that you have called us to walk in, your holiness, to walk in your righteousness and to follow after you. Lord, we ask that you may cleanse us, Father. We are your vessels and we are your temples. And we know that because you are a holy God and because you are the only holy God, we know that you cannot reside in those that are defiled and continue to live a cycle of defilement. And so, Lord, we ask that you may wash us clean, that you may restore and renew us, Lord God, that you may cleanse every crevice and corner of our bodies and of our lives, Lord God, so that we may be able to be pure and holy before you, Lord God, so that we may be able to walk in your righteousness and to allow you to uphold your righteous spirit living us. Father, we ask that as we continue in all that we do, you may help us to live out a repentant life and to allow your word to be carved on our hearts so that we may not sin against you, Lord, and that we, we will forever remember Psalm 51 and look back on it and recognize what you wish for your people. do as we repent Lord God and so we ask that you may have your way in our lives Father help us to do more and to be more and to push and to grow in you and in repentance in prayer in reading our Bible in fellowship in fasting in all the things that glorify you and so Lord have your way and let your will be done in Jesus' name we pray Amen. amen 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 and amen and amen Thank you guys so much for being here for another one of Christian Health Instagram lives. Please remember that you guys can always go ahead and check out our previous posts on the Instagram page as well. You guys can also go ahead and just indicate in the chat if you want to know more about what we are, what we do, what we stand for, and we will be sure to reach out to you. Remember, so, oh my goodness, I feel like a YouTuber. Like (laughs) and comment on the post, yeah? And share the share the lives and the other posts with your friends. And we're always here whenever you guys need us. Continue to be to stand firm in prayer, Bible reading, and in the Lord. Abide in God, and may He abide in you. And as you draw closer to Him, may He draw nearer to you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Goodbye, everyone. We hope you have a blessed day. Rest of the week or week come because we just started, on it? Yeah, <laughs> we hope you have a blessed week and we hope that you guys will just continue in all that you're doing to glorify God. And we love you guys so much. We'll see you on prayer meeting on Wednesday at 7 7.30. 7 30, 7? 7 yeah, okay, bye guys. Bye. bye.
1: Okay, so thank you guys for tuning in to part two of the repentance instagram live that um we recorded with the christian health page um yeah. i don't remember the the tag
0: for the page what's the tag christian um at christian health underscore
1: yeah at christian mm. health underscore so we're going to ask you to follow that page mm-hmm. and it will be in the eighty-five. yeah yes i'm sure you'll be edified and stuff and um i just hope you guys tune in next week again and yeah thanks for tuning in. and since
0: you're going to follow the page you can join our our bible studies every saturday at what 5 p.m eastern standard time i think it's eastern standard time i don't remember but yeah, 5 p.m jamaica time i'm just going to say that jamaica Um, time not eastern standard time because it's an hour ahead oh eastern oh oh wow yeah. Oh, I, don't, I don't know my time soon. Ah, so join our Bible <laughs> study and our, our prayer meetings every Wednesday at, what is it, 6.30? Jamaica time? 7.30. 730 Wait, Jamaica 7? time. Oh, 30 yeah. Jamaica time. Okay. But yeah, guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode. We're gone again. Until next time. Later.